Hey friends, Zach Walker here, welcoming you to episode seven of the Intentionally Inclusive Podcast, a place for all of us to learn about and celebrate the things that make us unique and in the process to uncover the things that bring us together. We have a great episode today with some cool guests who I'll introduce in just a moment. And today we'll be talking about the month of December and all of the associated celebrations. Uh, Across the world, December is a month for people to celebrate religious and secular holidays. And uh, at Paychex, we we do the same thing. So we'll be talking with our guests a little bit today about um, how they celebrate December and um, some other things going on in Paychex uh, throughout the month and throughout the holiday season. So without further ado, our our first guest today is Menye Adams. She is an HR services HR consultant. How are you, Menye? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? So I've been with Paychex 14 years in May of 2022. I have enjoyed my tenure here, actually recruited them. (laughs) (laughs) Prior to uh, coming to Paychex, I was a a recruiter at a uh, employment services firm and actually placed people at Paychex. So with my familiarity there, I was able to sort of design the type of job that I felt would be beneficial for me at the time uh, with a young son. So the flexibility and those things were key points, uh, key nuggets for me, motivational tidbits. And so therefore I researched and kind of looked at my bottom line against Paychex's bottom line. And there you go. There was a match made in heaven. And I've been here again, graciously, you know, like I said, almost 14 years and, and counting. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, it's a real success story that you knew of us before you came here and liked us enough to come. And then you've been here for almost 14 years. So you've liked us enough to, to stay as well. Right. <laughs> and so you had a young son when you started, I'm guessing he's not quite as young anymore after 14 years. He's 22 now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very he's nice. Kind of on his um, adulting phase. <laughs> that, that, is, that is what the kids say these days, adulting, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, welcome. And thank you for being here again. Absolutely. Thank you. So our second guest is Tanya Fuller. And Tanya, you are also an HR services HR consultant. Is that right? That is correct. Well, welcome. And thank you for being here as well. And if you could tell our audience a little bit about yourself, that would be great. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Um, Again, my name is Tanya Fuller, and I am an HR um, professional um, with Paychex. I've been here for about eight years. Um, Prior um, to that, I had overall 23 years of um, HR experience, Um, anything from the employee lifecycle, helping and um, building small businesses, um, HR infrastructure. Um, I had two, um, as you can say, adulting <laughs> children, um, two boys, <laughs> and I have been um, I'm married um, for 27 years um, to my best friend. Um, and I, oh. my DNI Foundation kind of began with, um, you know, the Mid Market West, and then now I'm currently part of the um, Mid Market East um, DNI Ambassadors. That's great. Great. It's sort of um, Tanya. Thank yeah, congrats. You. And congrats on your uh, your marriage to your best friend as well. That's yeah. always really nice yes. to hear. <laughs> so we've got an HR fest going on today because I am also an HR. I'm an HR business partner internally. 
uh, facing supporting our PD and IT organization, our corporate strategy organization, and 401k. So between us, I feel like uh, we could we could probably run the place. Hey. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great, great. So very excited to be talking to you both today. So as I'm sitting here in my home and we're recording, I'm looking out in my living room and I'm looking at my Christmas tree, which is blinking. And I'm looking at a collection of Santa Clauses that I've had since I was a kid. My grandfather started the collection for me and every year until he passed added added one. So I have those all over my house. And so that makes me think, uh, as I said at the opening of the podcast, about um, December and December being a month of celebrations. So um, starting with Menier and, and Tanya, you as well, of course, um, could you tell me a little bit about how you celebrate in December and, and what holidays you celebrate and, and maybe some about what your traditions are? Sure, I'll start. Uh, thank you. I would like to acknowledge that as we grow Things change. So I'm sort of in a transition period in my life where things are different for me because I've lost a lot of loved ones. So if I may sort of point out that this is a time where a lot of people are not their best. And a lot of people sometimes suffer through the holidays based on traditional things or just suffer through because of loss losses that they've had with uh, immediate family members and loved ones and friends. And so I think when I think of that, I want to hug those people and acknowledge them. And I think about um, people without shelter. I think about people who are maybe sick and in hospitals. And so I think more about myself at times than just you know, what's going on or what I'm expecting to go on in December. So I wanted to, you know, at least pay homage to, to those things and, and, and uh, share that I'm mostly grateful. I'm filled with gratitude before anything else. And so for December, my childhood growing up all the years, all the way even into adulthood, it was very traditionally Christmas. Christmas in the sense of family, Christmas in the sense of getting together, the togetherness, Christmas in the sense of gifts, of course, you know, the cheer, lights, trees. Uh, I would definitely say Christmas in the sense of dinner, you know, sitting around a table and breaking bread with your family and loved ones. And even as far as having uh, parents who weren't together having to split my time. So I got used to spending time, you know, on both sides of my family. And that was always a treat as well, because, you know, you you have families that are not necessarily going to come together. So therefore, you have your dad's side of the family and you have your mom's side, which can be somewhat of a challenge to try to bring all those people together if they're even friendly enough to be together. Um, whether married or unmarried, um, still. So I would always think about, gosh, I'll get to see my cousin so-and-so on this side of the family, or gosh, I'll get to see aunt, you know, so-and-so on this side of the family, or I get to see my great-grandmother for years and years. She lived past 100, so I would get to hear her jokes and her, you know, life stories and things of that nature. And what 
I would say about Christmas is again, that feeling of just being with family, being unified, being together, being able to see each other, to, to eat great food. Both sides of my family are from the South. Both families are from Alabama. So our okay. food was always delicious growing up. I had the best in my family on both sides. So it would definitely be rich with culture in terms of food. It would be rich with culture in terms of togetherness. It would be rich with culture um, in terms of time, meaning that precious thing that sometimes we forget to place huge amounts of value on. And so time would be of the essence in that even spending time, but being on time was a priority. Yeah. <laughs> we would get down at a certain time and we would have prayer and we would hold hands and we would sort of be kicking each other under the tables because somebody's prayer would be too long. Um, <laughs> so all of those things, the smells, the aroma, can you imagine coming into a room and you smell a fresh, you know, tree or pine cones or baking, you know, for someone who loves to bake, they start their baking. It doesn't start on Christmas, Christmas Eve. It starts sometimes a week before. Oh, and that's right. Some, yeah, some of those things are pre-baked for sale. Sometimes they're pre-baked for gifts. And so I remember all of that. I would I would certainly say to my my life today is so much different because those elders have passed on. And those traditions don't necessarily pass down to someone else. Mm -hmm. And so what happens as a family, you get these little micro pockets of individuals in their own silos, sort of trying to carry on that massive tradition that the elders brought, mm -hmm. you know, that the elders were so customarily, uh, you know, responsible for, like it was their agenda, all of the yeah. holidays, but especially at Christmas time. So for me, um, tying into my opening, it's a little lonely, um, but, but not lonely in the sense of sad, more so lonely in the sense of memory. Those sure. grave memories and knowing that those people existed at some time in my life and that now I have to pick up where they left off mm -hmm. and uh, I would say curate my own traditions mm -hmm. and traditions that I could pay forward to my son and his future family, his future, mm -hmm. you know, offspring and what that looks like may be different than what I grew up doing um, because I like to travel. So I encouraged mm -hmm. my son, Hey, if you want to, do something different or be a part of your significance, others, uh, family traditions, it's okay. I'll find something wonderful to do with a group of my extended family members and loved ones. And I'll enjoy the holiday in a different kind of way, different than us gathering around a table full of um, home cooked meals. Maybe we can go and see uh, some some new place, go visit another place where yeah. culture and culture is different than what we are familiar with. And so for that reason, I definitely look forward. You know, I, I, I don't 
reminisce so much in the in the lonely sadness of it, but I do reflect and look forward, you know, so Christmas is definitely one thing that I'll acknowledge as a holiday that everyone um, elects or elects not to celebrate in whatever, you know, way they do. But it's certainly a day on our calendar that, you know, stores are closed and people are, Mm -hmm. you know, frolicking around, they're frantically shopping and doing all those things. So I, um, I know I've touched on a lot, but if there's any question or anything else in particular that you want to ask me, I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. I think you gave us some really great things to, to kind of talk about first your, your acknowledgement that the holidays aren't always a happy time for everyone, I think is really important, you know, and I, I think it's a good reminder for all of us to reach out to people who maybe aren't as fortunate or who might be feeling some of that loneliness during this time and, and see what we can do to kind of make that better. So I, I really love that acknowledgement. Another thing I, I took from what, what you were saying is, is about tradition and sometimes the blending of, of traditions, you know, and sure. when I was growing up, I think similar to you, my parents were divorced and had both remarried. So I had uh, Christmas celebrations with, you know, my mother and my stepfather, and then my mother's parents and my stepfather's parents and my father and my stepmother and my father's parents and my stepmother's parents. And, you know, I, I look back and I, I'm grateful for everything that I had in those celebrations and, and just that larger family. And I see now this year, uh, my sister uh, has, has one son, my nephew, he's five. And so, you know, kids at Christmas are just amazing. Uh, yeah. But she, uh, she recently moved in with her partner who has uh, four kids of his own. So she's experienced this, this new blending in 2021, which is completely different from how it was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but also new and exciting and, and, you know, learning and making new traditions of her own. Love that reference. Makes, makes a lot of sense yeah. uh, tying yeah. it back to what I was saying. So I, I didn't want the message to go over, over anyone's heads, but I feel like it's relatable, you know, from, from many across races and cultures definitely Mm -hmm. relatable because you come with a set of parents you know families that are now joined but at the same time they're separate Mm -hmm. you know separate families and so it does matter how much of that of especially a child an impressionable Mm -hmm. young life is exposed to it makes a world of difference Mm -hmm. i know i'm extremely extremely indebted to those experiences yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say they're definitely a part of who I am. Yeah. Yes. And and um and basically for my family, we you know, my parents always started a tradition. Um, you know, on New Year's Eve we you know, we went to church and um then we had to go out and we had to feed. Um, you know, we had to adopt a three three parents and I mean three families and we had to um serve those families. Um and nice. we had to come be creative and come up with a toy of our own um, to be able to get to that family. Um, and, you know, back then my siblings and I were like, why? Why do we have to do this? We're the only family that does this. We're the only family that goes to church on Christmas Eve, you know. And and as I grow up now, I kind of like pass that tradition on to my children because, you know, my boys, we would, my husband and I would go out Christmas Eve, we'd go to you know church and then you know, they had to um, give up one of their toys um, and give mm. it back to a family. And it's just the rewarding I see now 
because my oldest son, Darius, um, he's now doing that tradition. Um, so on Saturday, he's having a big, you know, toy drive and he's, um, he's going in like to the urban area and he wants to serve and he's given, you know, given out food and, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, it's just when you think back on it, you know, we were complaining about it, but we yeah. didn't even realize that we were actually, you know, starting a tradition that, you know, could go into generation and generation. Um, so, uh, and this is my favorite time of the year. So yeah. um, I'm enjoying it. I, I am a shopper. I will shop all year round. So I make sure that Christmas is done in October so that I can enjoy <laughs> wow. the bustle of being out. And, you know, in the long lines, you know, when we could do that. Um, but now I'm in the long lines on online. <laughs> right. Gotcha. That's Same here. I love that. It's on my bucket list to serve in that way, Tanya. I'm mm-hmm. I'm applauding you and your husband for a job well done. And um, we'll be adding that to my list of a traditional mm-hmm. items to do going mm-hmm. forward. Um, in my life, uh, you know, cause I, I am a small unit. I, sm- I come from a small family. I only have one child, one son, and he's an adult now. So we don't have those same expectations right. as far right. as tree and right. having a whole bunch of gifts under the tree. Yeah. So it would be amazing for me to transfer that energy to a, a loving family or a, uh, local community group or, mm-hmm some type of mission, you know, we have a lot of, you know, unfortunately, we have a lot of people without shelter here. I'm Mm -hmm. in the heart of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so you all could be familiar with this good weather, you know, it's likely that that people will migrate here um, in search of various things and find themselves in in an unfortunate situation. And so I applaud you again, Tanya, for that, because I definitely plan to make it a point during the holidays, if not on, you know, whether Christmas, whether it be New Year's, to um, be a part of one of those missions where you're feeding, you know, families and feeding people that are less fortunate than you or myself. Yeah, I think that's that's just a really nice, uh, nice tradition and nice way to give back to the community. Yes. So Tanya, I also want to touch a little bit on, uh, so you mentioned as a kid, you would go to church. Mm -hmm. And so is faith still an important part of the holiday season for you? Oh yeah. Faith is, um, it is a part of my, yeah, it is a part of my DNA. Um, In fact, um, we put up a nativity scene um, every year Um, when my children were younger. um, They, even before they can open up their gifts. We would have um, a cupcake mm. and a candle and we would sing happy birthday um, to Jesus. And then they can open up their gifts. And we even do that to, you know, now um, they don't have as mm-hmm. many gifts to open up now. <laughs> um, but um, it's part of adulting. We, yeah, we definitely um, we definitely make sure that we acknowledge um, we acknowledge that time. Yeah. And how about for you, Minya? I love that. I am a person who looks to promote truth mm-hmm. and encourage people to find their truth. And so whatever spirituality looks like for them, mm-hmm. um, I encourage that. 
and I encourage getting to know more than what you've been taught or what you are used to. So if that means uh, seeking information or researching or ed educating yourself on others, uh, others' cultures, others' uh, religious um, tenets, then I'm, I'm absolutely for that. Um, I'm also open to my, my friends, colleagues, associates, uh, and, and whatever they may be, you know, if they've invited me to mm -hmm. worship with them in some way, so long as it doesn't, you know, uh, uh, go against my own personal beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely encouraged. I'm encouraging, you know, youth, youth around me to explore mm -hmm. and to find out what is meaningful and what will be meaningful for your life. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, there's more than one way to climb the mountain, you know, more than one route up the mountain. And so mm -hmm. if, if your goal is just to get to the mountaintop, I'm okay with if you go down, you know, this um, path or, you know, find this, you know, this uh, ledger and you're going to climb your way up, whatever that looks like for you, I'm certainly uh, fine with that. So being rich in tradition and in um, spirituality and identifying that, you know, you believe there is a higher power. I'm completely, completely um, immersed in, uh, you know, finding and living your truth. So definitely our, our um, holiday seasons, especially can look completely different. You know, they Absolutely. can be that, you know, we skip this holiday because we don't necessarily, you know, want to, you know, mm -hmm. give that holiday this that this energy, right. Right. Um, but maybe we'll uh, in likeness um, focus on this thing. You yeah. know, focus mm -hmm. on 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 whatever it is that's going to make the the whole of everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, because this is inclusion. You know, this is mm -hmm. diversity. Right. So what Absolutely. is going to what is it going to take for the whole to you know feel uh, enriched, enlightened. And, and so for that reason, I definitely appreciate, you know, anyone who, uh, formulates, uh, mm -hmm. and executes their own plan mm -hmm. and can be influential enough that they can, you know, bring somebody with, <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah. bring somebody with. Yeah, yeah Mayor, for sure. I like, I like how you, um, you put that, um, you know, just being able, cause that's where, um, the spiritual well-being, um, the Paycheck Spiritual Well-Being Group is mm -hmm. about that WebEx space um, where we're encouraging employees, um, you know, their spiritual well-being by providing, you know, that safe space um, where each member is valued based on, yes. you know, their own mm -hmm. faith and their perspective. And, you know, right. we, we treat each other respectfully. It's a space where we can learn um, and we can communicate openly because, we have to be able to, like you said, in that inclusion, we have to be able to come um, be our whole self, come be our whole self, because our faith mm -hmm. is a part of us and who we are right. um, and, right. and our makeup. And so we want to be able to, um, you know, be be that. And, and you learn so much, not just for our own well-being, but we're able as HRs to translate that knowledge and give it back mm -hmm. and give the value to our clients. If when they come knocking on the door saying, hey, I need to know how to accommodate that religious or how do I sure. handle this this tradition um, that they're asking for? 
Um, so right. I, I, I definitely I applaud how you um, encourage you know young people to seek for themselves as opposed to um, tradition. I know in the, in my religious the Christianity we are getting away from you know those traditions you know certain thing certain traditions um, that we have um, because. The young people, um, they're they're teaching us that you know we don't want to do it that way, you know. Right. And and how do you cultivate that at the same time, but not tear down their 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 spirit and um right. and help motivate and develop them. So thank you. Sure. Yes. Very Spirituality adapts as yes. as society changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wanted to add in that even for the non-believers, I feel like there's room. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't uh, discount anyone's walk right. in that yeah. if you're a non-believer or if you feel that you believe something else that's scientifically mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, educate us. Let's have a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Let's get in a round table and, and talk about it mm-hmm. and, you know, lend me some of that knowledge. Lend me some of yeah. that so that mm-hmm. I can understand and that's that's more so what i put as a priority is 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 seeking understanding more so than anything else mm-hmm. absolutely yeah absolutely and tanya you you mentioned this one of the tenets of dei and one of the reasons we do this podcast one of the reasons we're having these conversations at paychecks is that so people can bring their full selves to the table from mm-hmm. perspectives of culture and race and religion and gender and sexuality and disability and and all of the things that make us who we are. And it sounds like the spiritual well-being group is a place for everyone to share their yes. faiths and their traditions yep. and their we questions. Offer, yeah, they offer the opportunity to engage in that healthy discussion, yeah. you know, between people of, um, of different faiths, um, because we have mm-hmm. to be able to foster, again, that understanding and that trust among each other. So, yeah. Good word. Trust. Yeah. Trust. Absolutely. And I think that's what we have in common in these, in these conversations. Um, We talked last month a bit about um, the Trans Day of Remembrance and our guests have Calhoun last month mentioned the Paychecks Rainbow Alliance, um, where he is a member and he talks about um, his experiences as a trans person. And I know I'm also a member of that that group. And it's a place for people to ask questions and for people to come in. It's Mm -hmm. a safe space, both Mm -hmm. for members of the LGBTQIA plus community and also for allies and for other people who are just, uh, you know, just have questions or just looking to learn. And I think that's the same thing that you're saying about the spiritual well-being group as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Good mention. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. And it's, um, you know, it's interesting. You you talked a little bit, uh, uh, Menye, about um, seeking and searching, and and so growing up, I didn't grow up in a particular religious tradition. We had our own family traditions, and so I mentioned my Christmas tree and my Santa Claus collection. Um, but I certainly learned about and absorbed information from faiths of other people around me as well. So, you know, I grew up and I would go to midnight mass with my friends who were Catholic, and I grew up and I I went to my best friend's bar mitzvah, and he was uh, raised Jewish and uh, people from many different faiths. I grew up in Arkansas and so many people there are Southern Baptist, which is very different from up here in Rochester where I am now. Um, So it's definitely, there's a lot of, a lot of great 
information out there and a lot of people who just want, who are hungry to share their stories. Yeah. Right. And, and even in that space, we have like, we have leaders um, when, when I came to create that space, because again, I wanted it to be a place where people can be safe and they can come mm-hmm. because every, with everything that's going on these last, you know, year and a half, two years, we want people to, and, you know, be able to come to if they need to get motivated or, you know, mm-hmm. hear, get encouraged with something. And so we made up a leadership of all different faiths. So we have, we have mm-hmm. Buddhism, we have Muslim leaders, um, we have Christianity, Catholic, um, you know, like you stated, because we wanted to make mm-hmm. sure that it was going to be an all inclusive and it wasn't going to be designed based off of um, you know, just my my religious belief. So, um, mm-hmm. and and it, it's it's really good, you know. And one one of the challenges that we came across is that okay, how do we combat that um, if there's going to be a difference of opinion? And we put that mm-hmm. mission statement out there in the very beginning when you join the space that this is a safe space. Um, if you have a difference of opinion, you know, you can ask it in a way of, a, of mm-hmm. a positive intent, because we want you to ask the question. We want you, that's the only way you're going to learn. Um, and that's the only way we're going to have truthful conversations. Um, so yeah. uh, we want you to ask the question, but we want you to come with that positive intent and that curiosity. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think that's what we all want, right? Yeah. We just want, mm-hmm. we want people to ask us questions about our experiences because we want to share those parts of ourselves mm-hmm. and be our full selves with, mm-hmm. with everyone. And the key there is, is, is safety, you know, that it, that it is safe, that it's a safe uh, place to be able to explore without that combativeness or, Mm -hmm. or the likeliness to be challenged in some Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. you know, where people are actively listening, but they are actively listening with positive intent to learn. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that you're coming to the table with an open mind. Right. right. And that kind of leads to also what the other um, group that we have, which is the human side of paychecks, you know, being able to- Oh, you took the segue right away from me. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly where I wanted to go next. (laughs) And that's just another lens that, you know, we're looking at D&I, you know, being able um, to tell your story and, um, you know, get to know each other. Because um, that's it. Again, it goes back to being able to learn, learn from each other, and um, and we can learn from those individual stories and and build greater, you know, connections, you know, with one another. Um, we we're looking for stories that's going to be able to connect to more human level. You know, you um, it's important to to kind of capture those stories um, from employees and and their and their own experiences. Um, because we always realize, you know, that we, we do have a lot in common. We're um, we're all a lot alike. So sometimes yeah. putting yourself when you're when you're reading a story, you can kind of put yourself in in that character moment, and it, it can be relatable. So for our listeners, where can they learn more somewhere about the human side of paychecks? Is are we already doing things with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. can they can email me, um, T Fuller. It's T as in Tom, F-U-L-L-E-R at paychecks.com. And then I will um, put them through to um, a human side of paychecks leadership. Okay. That's really great. Yeah. 
Yeah, it makes me it, it makes me happy to learn about all of these things that we're doing. And I think, you know, some of them, some folks might not even might not even know about. As hard as it is to believe, not everybody at Paychex listens to this podcast. So. Shame <laughs> on us. Shame on us. Yes. Yep, exactly. Um, so another thing I want to talk about, uh, and, and yeah, you, you hit on this a little bit, um, and this is maybe because I didn't have a very big lunch today, but is is food and the traditions of food around the holidays. Because I think that's another thing mm-hmm. that so many of us have in common, regardless of our cultural background or our own traditions. Yes. It's huge. Big yeah. business. I don't know if you yeah, heard yeah. in the news that this year spending on food, groceries for holiday <laughs> and otherwise, you know, for the last several months, I think we hit an all-time high. The, wow. the cost wow. of groceries, the cost of yes. purchasing a turkey or a ham, if that's what you're into, all of those things skyrocketed. Um, and, and those numbers were appalling when I heard them. Mm-hmm. So I definitely know that it doesn't matter what the cost People are going to do their very best to work hard, to bring enough dollars in to mm-hmm. prepare a meal so that those uh, traditions can stay alive. Meaning yeah. that is the most pivotal thing, along with all those other things we talked about, the um, traditional you know, lights and tree and presents mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I know that every holiday there are certain items ingredients things on your list that will go there will be a shortage that the stores run out Mm -hmm. of you know ingredients really really fast and for um my community i would say things like greens uh if you're a southern person you know the, the roots in having traditional greens and cornbread and Mm-hmm. Um, things like black eyed peas and mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese, those ingredients are sort of like um commodities mm-hmm. <laughs> that oh, sure. be exchanged <laughs> on the you know stock exchange. Um, elbow macaroni can go missing in your neighborhood, and you may have to oh, go sure. source elbow macaroni yes. in another part of the town. Yeah, yeah. It, it's true. You know, yep. things like sage, um, cinnamon. I mean, there's the list can go on and on. Nutmeg, mm-hmm. you know, to make the traditional meals that I'm used to, that I grew up on, there would be, you know, lines upon lines, you know, people looking for the same sort of items to make sure, you know, unsalted sticks of butter and all these variations of cheese for their macaroni, um, you know, the best deals on uh, turkeys and, mm-hmm. you know, you have oh, for roast, sure. roast beef and, you know, all these great, great, great things that, you know, I, I definitely um, miss in that the people who are the best cooks are not here anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I can cook, but I can't burn like my great, my great grandmother, 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 aunt, could, yeah, you know, my my family, uh, you know, sort of cheated me. Then it's it's their yeah. fault. I won't blame me. I blame them. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds reasonable <laughs> to me. Not making sure that that <laughs> I could 
um, you know, mix up and whip those things up the same way with the same flavors, the same aroma, the same robust, you know, mm -hmm. tastings in, in the way in fashion that they could. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much nostalgia associated with it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, sometimes I wonder, was my grandmother really a great cook or was it just that I was in her home and it was warm and the food was delicious and my family was there? Mm -hmm. She probably was a great cook. She, she, I'm sure she's somewhere looking at me and, and shaking her fists. So of course, of course. <laughs> you were bold for even asking that question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I should rephrase it. Sometimes I ask myself if my grandma was a great cook, and then immediately I say, yes, she was. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've talked about a lot today. It was it was uh, great to talk about traditions, great to talk about um, what's going on sort of in the world right now, and, and to learn a little bit about what we're doing at Paychex for um, to talk about those traditions and to bring them forward and to, to, to really let people be themselves. Um, so we have just a little bit of time left. So before we go, I just wanted to get final thoughts from, from both of you. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about that we didn't hit on today? I, I did. I hmm. um, know that there are other uh, holidays during the month that are celebrated by my mm -hmm. loved ones, friends. Mm -hmm. uh, I would be remiss to not you know, acknowledge that and that mm -hmm. this is not Absolutely. inclusively mm -hmm. or exclusively rather, I'd say about Christmas. Um, there are other traditions that are, you know, very prominent that are mm -hmm. very um, high level, even, you know, when you go out in stores. So I don't want to taint the uh, message with just what we've talked about. I know we had a limited mm -hmm. amount of time, so we weren't mm -hmm. able to cover everything. But I think when we just were talking about our um, similarities, you know, and that all of us shared on something mm -hmm. that was familiar to us growing up, mm -hmm. that was traditionally the same, even though our backgrounds may not be the same, even though we may not have grown up in the same area of the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the part that I love, you know, so no matter what tradition, no matter what religion, mm -hmm. what tenet we speak of, if you get down to the root of all, mm -hmm. I think what I'm always looking to hear is that we're all the same, yep. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And just to kind of I like piggyback that. on what you said, I just think that, you know, I, I want to leave this with the um with the audience that in everything you do, um, always share your passion and not your bias. Sure. I love that, Tanya. Thank you. That's a great final statement. So I think uh, we'll we'll leave it at that to, to close out the podcast. So again, I just want to thank both of you for being here today. Uh, Minye Adams and Tanya Fuller, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, and to everyone out there, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you choose to celebrate, whatever your traditions are, I hope you have a wonderful month of December and we'll be back with you again in the new year. And a final thanks to uh, to uh, Matt Houck, who's in the recording booth today, and to his team who will edit this and... Um, make sure that I sound like I know what I'm talking about. So thanks to everyone and uh, happy end to 2021. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much thank for having you. me. It was a great experience. Thank yes. you.
This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022. All rights reserved.